bigger real estate team is, well, one of the bigger luxury real estate teams here in Langley. And on this episode, we talked about the importance of having a strict daily routine. Can I trust them with selling this $5 million property, yes or no? The type of clientele that they're seeing purchase luxury homes here in Langley. We've certainly seen a lot more money come from Vancouver out this way. Wow. And we sank our teeth into a delicious local lunch. So if you want to learn about all that and so much more, make sure you watch until the end because we left the best for last. And if you haven't already, click subscribe because on this channel we talk about everything Langley, news, events, and businesses. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Live from Langley, BC. So sure. let's yeah, get let's, into it. Sure. Like, funny enough, one of the reasons I brought you guys on, obviously, you guys are Langley residents, uh, Langley business owners, and you, you, you're in the Langley luxury real estate space. So we're going to touch on that. But before we get into that, I want to talk about, we were already talking about some of the passions, and that's health and fitness. And, you know, you know tell people about a little bit about yourself and, and how you, you know, manage your day-to-day -day routine of being a luxury agent in, in Langley and what you need to really, you know, get the gears turning on a day-to-day -day basis. Right? Yeah. You can kick it off. Kick it off. Old men first. <laughs> OMS first, old man strength. Age before, age before beauty. Yeah, yeah old man one. strength first. <laughs> I, I think, um, first of all, thanks a lot, Daniel, for having us on, man. It's uh, it's honestly uh, a privilege, and uh, we're flattered that you wanted to carry on with the podcast here. So thank you yeah. so much for, for hosting it, and thanks for the invite, man. I think at the end of the day, everyone has their approach to life, and everything that you do in your day-to-day -day impacts not only yourself, but everyone around you. And I'm not exactly a morning person, um, like many people are, it's tough, man. Like it's not easy. I think in order to really substantiate and justify what you're doing in the morning will impact the remainder of your day. So if you wake up because you slept in or you push snooze five times, you've already set that tone for the day that totally. I'm weak. I didn't have the discipline to get my feet on the ground right away. I pushed snooze. So I, 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 I went to comfort and lack of discipline to get my feet on the ground and get moving. And then all of a sudden, it just spirals thereafter in a rush. I didn't make breakfast. Now i got to stop at Starbucks, McDonald's drive through smash my face with a McMuffin or Starbucks breakfast sandwich. They're all complete garbage to begin with. And then all of a sudden... You're okay, starting now, in the red, basically. You're already digging yourself a hole mm. before you've even set your feet on the ground mm -hmm. when your alarm went yeah. off. Yeah. Personally... I'm just as guilty, man. I've done that just like millions of people have, mm -hmm. primarily in North America, right? Because modern day conveniences. Improvements that I have made that have been actually life-changing, and Matt and I have always talked about this, is get up early. If you've had a shitty long night, guess what? Get up early anyway. Feel that tiredness and that discomfort because then you're going to learn, okay, I'm going to get to bed at a reasonable time and then get back on my regular schedule. So getting up early, number one, whatever that early is for you, it's different for everyone. So get up early. I uh, just started this as well, which is absolutely amazing, is cold showers, uh, three minutes. Uh, three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Full cold, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm on the full cold, but. Full cold. Staggering up. I find I've, I'll put a song on that's like I'll have like a playlist of songs that are roughly three minutes, and I'll just throw one on because then that way I like kind of mm -hmm. get into oh, the song man, and like it helps idea. me a little bit. Then I'm not looking at the clock. Then the song's done. I'm like, okay, boom, that was roughly like three minutes and twenty something seconds or whatever. Like I find that yeah, helps for sure. But 
Yeah. I mean, you guys are 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 sitting in in you know frozen rivers. So I mean, a cold shower <laughs> is nothing compared to what you guys do. The so. full plunge is different. Yeah, when when you're fully immersed, oh, it, it the intensity is now just gone up quite. And especially in nature too, like when you're from in the river or in the ocean. And like I said to you, like for me, with the cold plunges, <laughs> that what I struggle with the most is like my feet get so cold. My whole oh, body, yeah, numbs, I can right? deal with the the numbing of my hands, everything. It's my feet that's like this like piercing pain that I'm like, oh man, like yeah. they're numbed. This sucks. Like that's where I I go first. Like that's that's where I end up tapping out. <laughs> but like New Year's Day, I was like, it was unbearable at that point. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Crazy. For me, uh, similar to your feet, Matt, um, it's actually my eyelids. I don't know why, but if I do a su- full submersion or if I'm getting cold water constantly or in a river and, and the rushing water is splashing my face, it's my eyelids that um, feel like someone's jabbing it with a needle. Oh, it, I don't know why it is that way, but yeah, it's my eyelids hmm. that hurts the most. So I try to kind of, I like to do the full plunge and kind of head under, but then it, com- it gets to a point where I can't bear it anymore and, and, and I can't. It actually hurts to open my eyes, and, I'm, and then I start just kind of rubbing my eyelids to kind of rewarm them because it's obviously the cold that's causing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think back to your morning routine, uh, Daniel. Is how you do something is how you do everything. If you start your day off like a piece of shit, the remainder of your day is a high probability it's going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. If you start your day off right, have the discipline to wake up when you're supposed to wake up, go to bed when you're supposed to go to bed, have a cold shower because that's challenging. Three minutes full cold, step in, have a timer, step out, rewarm naturally. Don't put it on blazing hot after. Mm-hmm. Sit down somewhere in your house or your apartment or condo, wherever you live, or maybe even outside if it's a nice, beautiful morning and the sun's starting to come up already. Mm-hmm. Journal, do your affirmations, read, mm-hmm. have a coffee in hand, have your water, have your vitamins, whatever your morning routine is. Mm-hmm. If you do that consistently, religiously, and do not deviate from it, and truly give it a shot, not try it for a few days and, oh yeah, I did this and yeah, so yeah. what? No, I mean like a month, give it a month, four weeks, and then analyze your life as to your performance, how you feel, everything from physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Mm-hmm. How did it impact you? Yeah. So is you is it shitty or did it actually work? Is it, it work? Because it's not going to work for everyone. Some no, people yeah. are going to be like, this is garbage. I hate this. I hate, I get too anxious because I know I have to step into a cold shower. Forget that. That's stupid. I don't like this. Don't. Well, great modify it to what works for you. Mm. <clears throat> I know it works for me, but everyone's different. Would you say that the routine definitely changed the trajectory of like your career in real estate or were you always like doing all right and, you know, exceeding in real estate, you were just lacking, you know, in your, your health and wellness? Well, I think for me, like, with the, the morning starts, it's like I've noticed more so lately, it's I find like I don't have enough time for myself. Like with real estate and then now like being engaged and then fiance wants me with her at all times i'm like when do i have time for just me and then i find if i like when i go to the gym i always get distracted like i'll see someone that i know start talking i'm like that's not really time for just myself so i find i I've, i'm not as consistent as guy is with the morning routine but when i am doing it it's that like for me i can't do the 5 a.m because i i stay up later so 6 a.m and i find that 6 till 8 a.m like there's no one mm-hmm. no one bothering me. Madison usually sleeps until eight. So my phone's dead. Um, there's just nothing pulling me away from like that alone time with myself where mm-hmm. I can really think and dig deep into my thoughts, which is something that I, I don't think many of us have enough time to do. And then uh, just schedule wise too, like I'll, I'll go to the gym in the morning, get that out of the way. And then it just gives me more time once I'm done work to spend time with my brother, 
Madison, family, whatever it may be. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm going to the gym at yeah, 7 o'clock, okay. home by 9, all jacked up on pre-workout, and then I'm staying up till 12 o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Like, it's just, it's almost like a spot. You start spiraling out of control with that habit. So I'm trying to do better at the, the morning wake-ups, but... Like guy knows I I need the accountability side of things, so sending him screenshots when I wake up now. <laughs> I mean, you need that right at yeah. first. Like mentorship's so key when it, you're doing something out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, it's it's crazy because that I find right people live in extremes, and that's why they succeed, right? If you le- live in uh, mediocrity, you're literally just going to live a mediocre life. So if mm-hmm. you're waking up and it's not extreme, but it's, you know, routine and you're dead set on it. If you're waking up early, going to the gym, doing the cold plunges, doing the diary, like all of that stuff, the regular person doesn't do. Right. Mm-hmm. And it translates to, to now your, your business, your career, which is on another extreme, which is selling real estate and luxury homes in, in, in Langley. Right. So to know that you've already achieved the most difficult part of your day mm-hmm. where you woke up early you did a cold shower, you journaled, you meditated, you did your personal wellness like Matt touched on, just for you, just for Daniel, just for Matt, just for Guy, no one else, no one's bothering you, you're not on Instagram, no, all that stuff is out, it's, this is just your selfish me time. Then, that's going to be transcended to how you can address hard conversations that come up throughout the day, challenging offers, challenging clients, challenging tenants. The challenges are coming. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. They're guaranteed they are. So if your mental state is at already a top performing level before you even step into the arena of business or dealing with clients, you're that much more prepared mm-hmm. and you could service them better. Mm-hmm. Hence adding value to your clients and everyone else around you. Yeah, you're prepared, right? You're prepared to take that on. You're not lacking Absolutely. And, and under-delivering. And I mean, that's what you need to do to stand out in this marketplace because there's so much competition. Right? Well, I think, too, like, the, the other side of it is just going to be the discipline side of it. Like, just to be able to do that day in, day out, that's an incredible amount of discipline to do that, and that translates to everything else. Like, are you disciplined enough to receive a phone call and then call them back within five minutes because like that's a huge game changer like oh, for us like i've sometimes i'll call it someone and it's like you don't hear back from them for a couple of days and it's like oh cool like my client's interested like just to be able to okay i got i missed three calls in this meeting okay boom i'm gonna call all three of them back in the next 15 minutes like just have discipline on how you're gonna operate throughout the day i think that's a huge game changer too mm-hmm. that just goes it leads directly into your business mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree um so I loved hearing about your guys' morning routine. So I had you on because you guys reflect, uh, I think, the highest level of uh, resident in Langley, right? You deal with them on a regular basis. So me as a regular, you know, uh, what was I going to (laughs) say? I was going to say a word that I didn't want to use now. (laughs) Uh, Just, you know, (laughs) middle class average citizen here in Langley. What would you say, like, routine probably is a huge thing, but for, like, luxury uh, buyers and, and sellers, you know, you see their daily routine. You see how they operate. So what do you think, um, you know, is different about, like, how they obviously got there for a reason. You know what I mean? So, like, what have you seen that really stood out to you that, that you could be like, wow. I, like, I, I, think, I think if you, like, really pull it back, 
to like what we were just saying is like they're all very disciplined in whatever their craft is like they all yeah. are very just zoned in on what their business is and that's how they're be able that, that's how they're able to push it to that level that they're able to afford four or five million dollar homes or whatever it may be um and i think it's just like they're all <clears throat> and much much like us as professionals like they're all just true professionals in whatever it is that they do like they're not half-assing it right wow that's i mean that makes sense if i may touch on something too off of the discipline side i think it's focus they're they're very focused people mm-hmm. um, in the top tiers of whatever their pursuits were they their focus is fucking laser beam focus mm-hmm. and they don't allow the chatter or the noise around them because there's always noise allow them to derail or deviate from what their objective is mm-hmm. and i think that's incredibly important and yeah as, as matt mentioned they're uber successful in whatever field they're they pursued with what comes with that is their expectations now right whoever they take on or hire they're going to press that now upon you mm-hmm. because they're incredibly detail-oriented. They have high expectations. They want you to deliver results. And now all of a sudden, the weight of the world of your client, of someone of that status, and yeah, you could kind of say that a little bit higher status for sure, is, is going to be pressed upon you now. Of those same values that they've, that got them to where they are, they're going to look at you and say, is this the type of person that acts like me or delivers like me or has got to where I am today, can I trust them with selling this $5 million property, yes or no? They're going to size you up within chatting, probably within six minutes of chatting with you. So you got to be sharp on it. You can't be lacking in yeah. any way at all. And if you try to fake anything or if you're trying to sugarcoat stuff, or that, they will see right through your bullshit in two seconds and there's no way you're going to get the job. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the backing and you have to have the experience and knowledge and, pr- and proof isn't put in. You have to be prepared and... Yeah, they're going to poke holes in your story all day long if if you aren't who you say you are. Mm-hmm. And that's and, what differentiates you guys, yeah. right? That's so. why you need to be in that, you know, side in that in that level of of real estate that you're in. Um would you say talking about like the clientele that's in that space, would you say that, you know, they're all business owners or like where where are they coming from? Because that's something that I mean, general consensus is always like wow, I can't believe, you know, somebody would come here from another country and, like, with their country's money, buy up all the nice homes and all that, you know? But from mm. what I've heard from Matt is mm. a lot of the time they're local, right? They are, They've been here, yeah. done that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, so would you say the majority of them are business owners or, like, they come from, you know, different areas, mm. uh, coming from out of town maybe? Like, I mean, I like Vancouver or... I think there's Toronto. I mean, we've certainly seen a lot more money come from Vancouver out this way. Wow. Um, And I think COVID really spiked that just because people looked at, you know, they're living in, for example, a condo, multi million dollar condo downtown. Now you're locked into your condo because of COVID. And now you're sitting there thinking, Hmm, look at what three million can do- get me in Langley. I can actually go, like you know, have this nice big piece of land. Like, I have some friends that they moved from what from North Vancouver and sold had a nice big sale price, and then they just bought acreage out in Langley, and now they're doing a hobby farm, and they just absolutely love it because now they have just a different set of freedom of, like, now we have, he goes outside in his backyard, and he's shooting guns back there because he has <laughs> enough room to do it. Like, it's, it's pretty cool that, like, you know, you can't do that in North Van. So I think they just see that there's a different, um, the money gets 
you so much further mm -hmm. out here. And with that, there's just other luxuries of what you can do with your with your land. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. And you're not even far from Vancouver. Like, no. it's 30 minutes away. Like, if you were telling me <coughs> that story of somebody who lived in Chilliwack or even, even further into the mm -hmm. interior, it's, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, sure, you'll get a lot of land, but you're so far from society. Here, you're, like, Langley's developing, and mm -hmm. it's yeah. be going to become, you know, like a Burnaby in 100%. the near future. Well, look at 200th now. 200th Street, the West Broadway of Langley, I like to call it. Straight from... I'm going to coin that now. You should. <laughs> Charge your royalties for it. Is right from the turnoff there on essentially the interchange and from the highway to where that Metropolis or the Colossus uh, movie theater oh, the is. Colossus, yeah, yeah, Colossus. All the way over to probably 72nd Ave. That whole corridor is going through such an incredible change. I mean, there's con massive concrete towers coming our way from Vesta and, and various other developers. And it's like the business district of Langley now. And people see that, and people see the future uh, five, 10, 15 years ahead of the game, and it's gonna be something else. And we've, we've already well, seen incredible I, moves being made. Yeah, I think even from the standpoint of like the restaurants and like stuff that's coming out here, like <coughs> we're getting the Trattoria out here, we're getting King Taps, like those are all, I mean, if you think of King Taps, their locations is the Toronto location, Kelowna location, now they're gonna have a Langley location. Like, mm -hmm. so to put that on the map and for them to be able, I mean, at the end of the day, a company, I guess, what Earl's owns them now, like they have people that are doing real estate research for them and they're looking at Langley, looking at it as a whole and they're going to say, Scouts, right? Scout, you know, they have their this scout. cactus across the street has been crushing it. If we bring this here, like look at what's happening out here. Like mm. it's, it makes sense. Like they're, they're smart investors. So f I think a lot of investors are looking at Langley and seeing the potential. And I mean, us as residents, we're the ones that benefit from it. Those larger, more sophisticated businesses That's what I was have say, scouts yeah. and people that have that, per, uh, that view of 10, 15, 20 years in a Advanced. And they're Daniel. looking at the demographic too, because it's like yeah. you could, you could. Can you it support it or can it not exactly, support it? And exactly. And then that's they're doing all the numbers. They're yeah. they're they're freaks. They're incredibly intelligent people that are doing all the numbers and the projections of okay, by this year, by that year, by what's going to be happening here. How's it going to be changing? How could it benefit us? Yes, it's going to work. And similar to, you can go back to McDonald's. McDonald's scouts. I mean, they have massive teams that that's their only duty, and their job and their specific duty and responsibility is to find locations for mcdonald's and mm -hmm. scout out real estate locations and secure them yeah no i totally agree yeah. i mean i bought a place right by mcdonald's for that exact same reason right because i understand that there's research and that's why they're so successful but the, mm -hmm. then moving into that next year exactly what you said these are different types of retailers and like restaurants that are coming here where it's like higher class you know yeah like trattoria like that's what their locations are Kitsilano and Westport, yeah. yeah, and I think there's another one somewhere downtown. What kind of food is that? It's Italian food. It's like, what's the company that owns it? It's uh, Global. 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 Oh, wow. Global. Global. So they're opening Global. at the Global mall group. there. Global Group. They're opening up the mall. At the Will mall, yeah. Trattoria, yeah. Brook. Yeah, man. Or is huh. that what it's called? Trattoria? Trattoria. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. it's unreal. Gotta yeah. check that out. I'm definitely going to do a food review for that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Like, it's a good dinner spot. Like, it's a nice, like... Uh, maybe a kind of a more like date night type of yeah vibe. yeah that's what mm -hmm. I'm thinking because mm -hmm. cactus is you know it's nice but it's got you know a vibe to it mm -hmm. or it's mm -hmm. like cactus drinks before you're probably going out yeah you know mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um, that's awesome well yeah I mean it's mm -hmm. great to hear your insight because uh, like I said Langley is developing it and it's bringing in new clientele and uh, or new new buyers and, and new families and, mm -hmm. and so everyone's always wondering like why why Langley why people are moving here and from where. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're saying that people are in the same, you know, we're in the same province. They're just shifting mm -hmm. over. 
They're moving from like a fully developed Vancouver, probably more saturated, less room for growth, to now a Langley, which is has a similar traits, right? You're not right on the water or anything, but it still has a little bit more space for now. Yeah, and I think just too, like you, you just see that constant um, shift of, you know, people that were in their 20s that just finished school, they got a job downtown, so for them it made sense, okay, let's go live downtown. We're going to be close to the office, and they lived there till 25, 26, 27, then time to settle down. Okay, well, where's going to make sense for us to go? We're going to start going out east. And then like it's just a constant cycle of that, that just people are always coming out this way. I really want to talk about like how we, we touched base on the business and, mm-hmm. and being in Langley and <coughs> the type of people are moving to Langley. Um, and then uh, why maybe Langley is better to, to go to rather than like Surrey or Maple Ridge or like an Abbotsford. Right. So you're saying like all the developments coming here, all these restaurants are coming here that you don't see in these other areas that are popping up. So that's interesting uh, to hear. And um, yeah, so like based on your business, though, like these people who are reaching out to you, are they like finding you through referrals? What, how, how are you finding these these, you know, clients that are moving here from Vancouver or do you have connections out there? Or, I mean, everyone here. I was going to talk about this. Everyone here. So if you don't recognize Guy already, Guy (laughs) is the guy that you drive by. I didn't mean to make that rhyme. He's the guy (laughs) you drive by when you're driving down Glover Road and you're about to go uh, down towards Fort Langley Mm -hmm. or um, if you go towards the highway on 232 exit. Mm -hmm. He's there. How long have you been there? You've been there for a while. Those homes there, um, those homes. So why do they build luxury homes there? First question. Of all places in Langley, like that's you know, oh, a, a weird intersection. Yeah. Fort Langley's down there, you know, mm-hmm. high price points. People love to be there, like to wear these kind of jackets there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then you know, then you have the highway exit on the other yeah. side. I think at the end of the day, Daniel is whatever developer investor is able to find particular land and be able to rezone it accordingly before rules changed or became more stringent. And they're able to pick it up for an appropriate price point at that time and justify building out on it, right? And building luxury homes on it. I don't think that was the forethought from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it's the way things went, right? quite frankly. Um, stratified properties as well, where people were able to essentially stratify a piece of land and get permission from the Township of Langley to build two beautiful homes on it, but have it under the strata title as opposed to freehold land title. And there's all these other interesting opportunities that became available in Langley to allow people to build out and to profit from that. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw it go through a very interesting path. I mean, people that have been in the industry, much more of the older dogs and the veterans in the real estate world that have been in, say, Langley real estate for 30 years, and me still quite new to it, five years, uh, is I don't think that was really kind of foresight of oh it's going to go in this direction for sure it's going to be luxury homes built here or built there and so on and so forth it it just started going in that direction and once those new price points or records were hit and builders and developers alike saw the opportunities going oh wow that house sold for three million that house sold for Mm 3.5 that house sold for 4.5 million there's no way i ever would have guessed that and then that almost encouraged a whole new wave of people that were had holding properties of land in funny locations, if you will. Well, th- to, to go to, to, to proceed forward with yeah, it. To touch on that, like there's, if you if you look at the map of Langley, which I was doing recently, and there's there's a lot of areas that are classified as rural, but are very close to, like right on the corner of Walnut Grove. Like you don't look at it and think, oh, this is like some 
rural area. It's like they're just classified as rural, and with that, they were able to build you know, on those properties because of the zoning. You're allowed to build two homes on it, mm-hmm. uh, given its uh, zoning. So developers looked at this and they realized that they could just stratify it and have essentially two separate titles. So like instead of having one big piece of land that's two acres, they're able to look at this and say, oh sweet, we can actually su- like subdivide this, stratify it, and have two beautiful houses. So now like now we have two one-acre parcels with two beautiful houses on it. It was just, there's about, I think, 150 or something different lots that are classified like that that developers have just taken. Like 216th or whereabouts? Is that Around 216th. There's other pockets kind of in Salmon River where you can do it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's just a lot of opportunity for developers that came out here before the real boom mm-hmm. and picked up land for a good price, and now they're reaping the benefits of it and mm-hmm. building beautiful homes on it. It's crazy how, like, luxury real estate in Langley is so spread out, too. It's not, like, on mm. one hill, you know. Mm. Uh, for, a, for a long time, it kind of was, like, high point. High point. You yeah, know, like, right. you know, have the half acre or half acre or acre park parcels mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. I remember going there, and they had, like, the prize homes uh, mm-hmm. for the lottery. Mm-hmm. And you're l- walking around, like, $3 million at the time, right, when I first got into real estate. I'm like, I'm going to buy this house, you know, yeah. picking out your house before you even sold the place. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, now, now, like, they're everywhere. You have yeah, houses yeah. like that, like you have Brookswood. Ca- you have Castle Hill, which is a, uh, it's a big, uh, not a big development, but there's probably 30, 40 beautiful houses up there that are all nice, big, luxury homes on fair-sized lots. And Where boats is that one? <clears throat> You've never seen Castle Hill? So if you're no. driving down Glover Road, uh-huh. uh, and then you there's, uh, if you're driving out of Fort Langley, right before the hill, there's a, I can't remember what the, What's the turnoff street on the side, on the left-hand side? You know where there's mm-hmm. there's a golf course on your right-hand side? And then if you t- turn left, it takes you up to 232. Rawlingson? Yes, Rawlingson. Oh, okay. Up, up there, there used to be a castle. Oh, wow. So it was, it was part castle, part house. And one of our clients actually uh, went and looked at it or something. He told us a story about the gentleman that used to live there. And he actually had, like, the house was, I think, sold as is, where is. But the person that bought it ended up purchasing it, not knowing that the house had... Tons and tons of uh, like medieval, like uh, a- an- antiques, antiques throughout the house. Val- like super valuable. And they were okay. like Incredibly crazy, brought in from Europe. Everywhere. That was code word for something. No, 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 no. <laughs> like medieval <laughs> antiques throughout the house. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And they took that, and I think they sold it off to a couple of museums and stuff. But it was an mm-hmm. actual castle, and then they started selling off. I, th- I don't know if it was just one big parcel that was sold off, or what the what the backstory was. But they started just selling off parcels up there. And it's, it's called, yeah, Castle Hill. And there's some beautiful, beautiful so houses that's recent, there. too, then? Last 10, 15 years. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even know about that. You don't, you don't, if you don't venture up there, actually, my, my fiance, uh, she goes up there, she used to go up there for, like, home visits when she did, like, okay. home health. Mm-hmm. So she'd tell me about these houses she'd pull up to in that area. And we drive by, and I'm like, it's farmland. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like, these houses have, you know, she comes in, they have multiple entrances, like main entrances, mul- yeah. and you don't, you get lost, right? right. So it's like, she's like, Where, where's the entrance? They'll come around the side, and it's like, okay, this looks like another house. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's like three, four houses attached. <laughs> it's, it's staggering how many truly luxurious homes exist in Langley, spread out all over the place, and you would never know they existed unless you're 
mm-hmm. uh, legitimately a bird, a drone, or an airplane that had the capacity to get a bird's eye view of these mm-hmm. homes um, because they're so hidden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would never see them from the roadway, and they're designed that way because generally those people like to remain private. And they have right. huge hedges or various landscaping specifically designed so you can't look into their homes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they obviously go after that ex- exclusivity, privacy, and they want to live their lives and enjoy the quality of their lives because, mm-hmm. yes, they have probably worked exceptionally hard and, and, and to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say that there's a, like anybody who's like famous who has bought a place, luxury home, or know of? Obviously, if it's not your client. <laughs> That's why there's NDAs, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Non-disclosure agreements. That's true. We can't yeah. say. We couldn't say. No, I, I know of yeah. a couple Canucks guys out here, but yeah. oh, just wow. not, okay. not, not big, big names, but right, just, right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they end up buying out here over, like, Vancouver and mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. places. That's all I'm curious about, right? What type of people? I know there's a couple of business owners, yeah, that, yeah. like, started big-name brands some in Hollywood, Vancouver. Some Hollywood stars, too, and some actors and so on and so forth. Some actors as well. I think, the, what's his name was out here? Uh, Nickelback guy. He had a place out in Oh, yeah. Chad, Chad, but I think Chad, everyone knew that. Uh, yeah. Chad Kruger. Chad Kruger. I think he had a place in South Surrey in Crescent or something. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think he was... He walked past, like... Blackie Spit Trail. And oh, like, okay. Yeah, that's his old house. Yeah, right. I think I heard someone had it listed in Langley here. And there's also so many rumors, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like <laughs> what I wanted out of this. I wanted to get down to the juicy rumors. because. <laughs> but I understand you guys are professionals. You can't disclose a lot of it. I'm just going to have to... Um, Find somebody to investigate for me, <laughs> and probably hack your account. You're gonna hire a PI. There's also <laughs> he's uh, gonna hire a PI. Man. There's a there's one. <laughs> there's a celebrity. I can't remember his name, but he, his son lives out here for hockey. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. I'll have to I'll have to look on Instagram and find his name afterwards. But what, he's what, seen out here quite a few bit. What is the most expensive house that you've seen in Langley? The one that I've seen most recently listed is DJ's, DJ's listing, DJ's. which is I think fourteen million dollars. DJ Denner's. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. listing. Where it's is that located? That one's uh, what? I think he has it. it almost be Alder Grove, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's close to Alder Grove. So like Salmon close, River close, close or Alder Grove. Even through, I would even say Campbell Valley region, if not. Yeah, that, oh, isn't okay. It? Yeah, it. it's uh, Campbell Valley. It's I think like quite far east. Insane. Yeah, but it's a it's a magnificent property. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely magnificent. Great acres, fourteen point nine million dollars, two thirty two area. Oh wow, mm. that's beautiful. Yeah, so yeah, Campbell Valley. Huh? Yeah, that's a yeah. insane, insane house. He's had that one listed for a bit now. That's probably one of the nicest ones that I've seen listed out here. Yeah. Well, I mean, time. they take time, right? To yep. sell. Mm-hmm. You got to find that buyer. Like everyone says in real estate. Oh, there's always one buyer, and it's like when you're selling a residential home and you need to sell it, you're not going to wait for that one buyer to come yeah. through, right? That'll take mm-hmm. a year, and that's why you guys take yeah. a year or two sometimes to sell some homes. Yeah, right? it's the so way it is. Yeah, you got to be kind of gear up for that and expect that that it's not going to be an overnight thing. And mm-hmm. sometimes, eight, right, right, right time, right place, it does actually sell in a week. Mm-hmm. And because that person has been waiting perhaps for that particular product and that very specific, and it's a very a tight demographic of people, Mm-hmm. That are looking for something like a, that, a a house of that pedigree to sink their teeth into, mm-hmm. and that's what they're waiting to go in. And, and, and so your demographic shrinks so much that there might be a buying pool of maybe fifty to a hundred people mm-hmm. that are looking for that, as opposed to in the thousands. When because strictly because of affordability alone, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. <coughs> we were talking actually about the marketing that you need to kind of take place in in that. You know, level of, of real estate. 
with if you're if you're waiting for you know a, a year to sell that home mm-hmm. you need to stagger your marketing you need to have different angles and that's what you guys mm-hmm. have done so well and um you've definitely <coughs> stepped outside the box in my opinion to compare to majority of realtors i'm gonna say like 99.9 percent of realtors i've seen out here have never done the level of marketing that you have done for those luxury products um so i mean i know what it is but like just to your little plug in here what kind of marketing would you say you do to to you know add value to your clients in luxury space well, i think like what guy and i have discussed a lot more so uh, recently um just because given you know langley there's such a widespread of product um and we've just we find that we we both really enjoy just not necessarily selling luxury homes but more so just luxury marketing for whatever it is like we we've pride ourselves on you know whether it's a condo townhouse whatever it is you're getting that luxury level marketing and that just that it all comes down to attention to detail like you can make a shitty townhouse look luxurious with the right staging the right camera angles the right lighting and that just comes down to us finding good photographers videographers that have that eye i mean my brother's not a videographer but there's been times that i'm like hey let's film and he he has an eye for i don't and he'll set it up and then he's moving a couple things and he shows me the difference between the two shots and just moving the way that the couch is set up makes a huge difference so we're lucky enough that we've we have a good team behind us that they all have an eye for it i mean our videographer he's called me like full-on stress mode like dude, what the hell? The house is, like, just full-on panic attack because the house is a little too messy for his liking. And then he goes and cleans it all up. So, like, I, I mean, it's it's that, le- like, luxury-level marketing that that's what we provide. And I think that all comes down to us just, you know, you're getting the floor plans, you're getting the HD photos, depending on what the product is. You're getting the twilight uh, photos, um, day shoot, night shoot for video so you can see the contrast of day and night. Um, what else? Like, it's it's the staging the, um, and the brand that carries it with that is everything that you're doing with regards to the mm-hmm. marketing aspect of things, Daniel, is that luxury brand that you're trying to produce for your client. And I think at the end of the day, with regards to people's perspective on hiring us to do a job for them, um, they, A, they have a certain expectation, but B, if even if it is a condo versus a $14 million property that Matt was talking about earlier, is to that person, that is their castle. Mm-hmm that is their pride and joy that they've sunk a lot of money into that may have been their first place, their second place, an investment property, whatever, but it's still very, very, very important to them because that's their single largest financial transaction of their life. Mm-hmm. And f- for us to be summoned to fulfill that role, it's fucking flattering. Mm-hmm. There's no other way of saying it. It's, it's, it's truly a privilege to be in the room with them and they said, hey, listen, yeah, I'm considering hiring you. What can you offer? Show me your marketing. I've seen some of your stuff. I do like it. I think it's fantastic and so on and so forth. Then you have to, of course, deliver results. In saying that, with regards to the marketing that Matt touched on, that we do certainly do and take a lot of pride in and the details is it's not fucking cheap. Mm -hmm. You get Mm -hmm. what you pay for. And there's times where I had to eat it, where I didn't sell a place and my bill is, you know, somewhere between 15 and 18 grand. Sometimes it's worse. And, and you get kicked right where it hurts. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that didn't work out so well. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the, play, the the house or the property didn't sell. I dumped all this money into the marketing and I got 
skunked and, essentially. And I got part, nothing in the end. That's the part people don't the even risk. hear about real estate. There's too. risk. There's yeah. the risk involved with hiring the best, making sure you put your absolute best foot forward with the intentions that this place is going to sell without question. Mm-hmm. It's going to sell. Yeah, you believe, best it. For it. you believe it. You believe it. You're right? going for it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be investing that money. No. Huh? But you have to be okay that are you okay eating crow sometimes or licking your wounds after going, oh, that didn't work out. But there's always a positive that comes out of that. There's always a silver lining. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's recognized by everyone else that saw your level of marketing for that home, even though it didn't sell. You put everything into it. Yeah. And you can go to sleep happy at night going, mm-hmm. hey, maybe I had to eat a reality pill on this one and it sucked and I didn't get paid my commission and I had to spend 15, 18, whatever the bill was to list that home for a year or six months or whatever it was, you know, you put your best foot forward and you absolutely crushed it and you put your ass on the line for your client and you did your absolute best. And and I think to a degree too, like how you market homes is also how you market yourself. Like we had a client that was, (laughs) I I picked up on and he he kept saying, I love your guys' branding, branding. I love your guys' branding. But when he would follow up with what he loved about our branding was how we marketed homes. Mm -hmm. And he just, Mm -hmm. he picked up on, our photos, he picked up on how we do our videos. So, and that's what he likes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't buy any of those houses, but in his mind, he's like, they're marketing because of the fi- photos and the way I've seen their signs and everything. To him, that was like, you know, a big check mark in his yeah, head. You mm-hmm. don't even need to throw your bus stop. You don't need to do like the, the flyers. Like people, it, it's proof. The proof is in the pudding, as you and, said. And like, I think it's just, it just comes down to like, uh, it comes down to details of just how we show up to the listing appointment. I mean, some out there that'll just show up in a Barrett Jackson cards t-shirt to their listing appointment and then put their sign out front and their name sells the house and they put a couple stock photos and maybe put 15 photos online, no video and expect to sell a house. Like it's, everything starts online now. So when people go online, they want to see sexy photos. They want to look at a house and be like, Oh my, that that's a condo. Holy smokes. That looks beautiful. Okay. That looks better than all other 30 condos right now in Langley. Let's go take a look at that. Mm-hmm. You have to do that to stand out right now because mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. a lot more inventory and limited amount mm-hmm. of buyers. So I tell all my clients the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting short on time. So I wanted to get into the surprise food review <laughs> that you guys have been itching <laughs> to get into. And I know. And I'm going to blindfold you. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> so let's throw that on here. Um, where is it? Let me put it behind you. Okay. So, <coughs> what's in the brown bag, you might ask? And I'm going to have to stand up, so I'm going to talk into this standing up. I'm to move this here. So, as you know, we talked about this, and uh, you're basically, like I said, you live in extremes. And uh, what we wanted to do is we wanted to take this to the next level. Oh, no. Have an extreme oh, food no. review. <laughs> Oh for um, something that people call, you know, the ancestral tenants. Oh no! Uh, with a with a raw <laughs> we were liver. Talking about liver, oh, raw liver. So raw raw liver. We wanted to do that. I looked up what the effects of eating raw liver are, and unfortunately, I don't feel like feeling that way today. Just in case. So <laughs> I went the second best route. And uh, we're going to promote a local restaurant that's down the street. Awesome. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, what restaurant is that? It's uh, SNL, okay. JRG, right? Nice. Joseph Richards Group, another yeah. you know higher-end restaurant that's Excellent. joined the Langley uh, roster. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, shout out jo- Joseph Richards Group for sponsoring this podcast. I know you didn't, but I'm going to say that, but hopefully you do the next one. Um, so I got the trio rolls, and the trio rolls... 
they have a, we have a crab cake, we have a BLT, and we have a lobster. I'm not keen on on, on you know like uh, seafoods, but I'm gonna do it for the pod. Beauty. So let's do it. Uh, I know we were supposed to we were supposed to meet up for lunch, so I wanted to make it up to you guys for switching the scripts. Awesome. Uh, I appreciate that. Thanks, John. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, and man. It's, it's decent food, so let's... let's Lobster rolls. Those are fantastic. Unfortunately, it's not... Unfortunately, it's not liver. Those are tasty. I was, I was a little bit nervous for liver. I was like, Yeah, oh, I no. had you guys on... Uh, on I've never had liver, but... There. I've, but the thing is, I've... I've I've so grab heard so and read. I've heard and read that liver is uh, incredibly, incredibly healthy for you. Like the, I it's, think super you have nu- s- it's super nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is what uh, I was. Is. I was talking to Mike at the office, and he, I asked him, I'm, I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Swap, swap, swap. And yeah, then yeah, he's, just like, he's just like, he's just like. Yeah, I think you need to make sure you know where it's sourced at the end of the day. If it's sitting on the, if it's sitting. In, in the One, shelves two, for a while, three. you're you're definitely playing with fire. Right. So, so here we have um, we have three slider type. They're called rolls, but they look like sliders. Um, they, from, they certainly do. From SNL, we have a BLT with like thick cut bacon. Yeah, like this cool. is oh, a, when I read McDonald's. bacon, I thought it would be like the McDonald's slices. Not gonna lie, it looks amazing. <laughs> Are we starting with that one. Or? This bacon one. Sure, let's start with this one. Um, it has. We we'll have to sandwich it because, like, the shrimp one. Uh, just, I don't know. Oh, it's it. Uh, is it coming oh, on? Oh, this is a crab, right? This other one. Yeah, so it's oh. crab cake, oh uh, lobster, and uh, this BLT one has a little bit of red onion in there. Um, has a sauce in there. Looks like a mayo. So let's. We'll have one bite because we're gonna dig into three here. BLT's pretty good. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh man. There's an applewood smoke too, mm. so it's not just a it's not just a thick cut of ham. It's actually got some like yeah. flavor in there. It's pretty good. Yeah, I can't wait to finish that. Party one. in the mouth. Everyone's invited, mm-hmm. right? That one's good. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still pretty tender. You know, it's not super dry like a like a what's mm. it called? Um, oh, good pork taste. rinds. I love it's how good. the outside of the bun too is. Uh, Obviously buttered mm-hmm. and crisped nice and up, crispy. but yet the bun itself is super chewy and doughy. Yeah. And it's just a I'm gonna go for the crab. Yeah, it looks like there's there. cheese on here that they mm-hmm. kind of melted in when they fried it, or whatever. I don't know what that it's is. Nicely, it gives it some good texture. Nicely grilled. All right, let's see how this crab cake is. That's a crab cake. It looked like a uh, fried chicken. I was excited. It looks like a Nashville style. You know, mm-hmm. it has the pickle and uh, the, the sauce is probably kind of like lemony. It's really good. Daniel, I thought you were going to make us eat something super nasty, mm-hmm. which I probably would have tried anyway, but just because, because uh, You're lucky operating outside the one. box is fun, but <laughs> I'm glad this is a treat, man. This is amazing. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Wow. The crab one's not bad at all. Not usually not usually a fan of seafood, like I said. If I had seen this on the menu, I probably wouldn't have got it mm-hmm. if I was out for dinner, but wanted to be adventurous, which is probably like a six out of ten adventures today. Probably like a three out of ten adventurous. This is like some people eat this. They're like, oh, you know, regular schmegular. Mm-hmm. But to some people, just like eating just like raw fish is way out of their comfort zone. That's right? what I was saying, right? For me, don't you eat sushi? Don't I do, but not so much like the. Uh, uh, like you wear you wear that and fake a California roll. Fake fake sushi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yam tempura roll with okay. cream cheese. Actually, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then when I order that, everyone in the back's like, oh, we know who's here. 
<laughs> so this is the lobster roll. You know, it's a lobster mix, lobster salad mix. I think it's cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, same type of sauce on there. Same bun. I, yeah, it's good. It's definitely crisp with, is that the butter, you think? The butter made oh, that? For sure, man. <coughs> yeah. Mm. Butter on the outside and then the crisp top, I guess, on the grill. I like the lobster one more than the crab. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I think the crab's just too... The, the, the flavor's too strong yeah. for me. I, I like crab, but it has to be by itself, I think. I think the, the crab one, you kind of lose some of it because of the crispy you know, mm -hmm. exterior. It's a ball, right? So there's a lot of crunch there, but you don't get the, the crab taste as much. Mm -hmm. Whereas the lobster, like you literally get the full texture of the mm -hmm. lobster, mm -hmm. um, which I used to hate, but I've recently come to love. Really? Like, especially with a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. like. Any seafood is just next level. What yeah. type of wine would you pair with uh, with this, uh, Daniel? I'd probably go with like rich, something like mm -hmm. you know dark and uh, red. Mm -hmm. They're dark red. <laughs> They're all dark red. Uh, like, a, like a like a full bodied red. You know, kind of like a like mm -hmm. cab sav. Got some spice in there, awesome. just to like tickle the palate a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, this uh, usually I usually have like red full body wine, kind of like. Thicker stuff with, uh, with with like the meats. Mm. Um, if I ever have like a lighter type of summery fresh wine, it's like maybe with a salad. I don't eat salad though, so it's kind of like. Mm. I think the lobster one's my favorite. Yeah, the most flavor to it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Didn't get any of the. Um, I think, I think all three of them are fantastic mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Okay, show the camera. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. dummy those. Yeah, yeah I had, I had yeah. one bite one, of each. One bite teaser. One bite of each, and he literally. Yeah, just one bite teaser. No, no chance. It's it's going. Well, that was. It's actually on the on the menu. It says it's a two bite, <laughs> a two, two bite, bite sandwich. So oh, it's like a two bite brownie. This is like a th but for a two, me like a two three, bites, four bite, two bite, mm -hmm. two bite slider. Pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, those are fantastic. So yeah, that was. SNL, mm. Joseph Richards Group, they got a ton of different restaurants under them. Actually, in Langley, like, I don't know what it is, but they're, they seem to be based out of Langley. Um, mm -hmm. They have the odd restaurant in, like, mm -hmm. Aquitlam and, like, Vancouver. But um, if, a, if a company like that, you know, is planting their flag in Langley, mm -hmm. and it's so diverse. They have... You know, they have SNL, they have... Um, town, uh, town Hall. Town, town Hall is just... Yeah. yeah. And then they have up by uh, Walnut Grove, Oak and Thorn. The Henry. The Henry, the Italian mm -hmm. Austria. The mm -hmm. Italian Austria is really good. Mm -hmm. Actually, their pizza there is actually pretty good. Yeah, they kind of like have it. like that. Like the bubbles in the crust, yeah. which yeah, is, yeah. is it's, super uh, unique. Uh, Makes that? it crunchy. What type of pizza Forno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff's good. Forno oven type. Yeah, yeah. They uh, have traditional the, uh, Italian. One called the beehive, and it's like a, mm. it's a spicier meat on top, but they put honey on top to offset it, and just the contrast of it's like beehive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's lights mm -hmm. out. Yeah, I gotta really try good. that one. Out. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Well, it's really hopefully good. I get to do this again with you guys, yeah. and maybe we do get to try something a little bit. I think we were talking about some, uh, some scrotum. <laughs> 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 we're gonna get into some raw balls. <laughs> 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 
so that would have been interesting, but I know for a fact, whatever you had at 11.15, you probably wouldn't ma- made it to. Uh, but the, the, yeah, this time around, mm-hmm. I also have some stuff to do. I didn't want to be going into my next appointment with balls in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might throw you off. <laughs> I ever want to go into an appointment with balls in my mouth. Someone might pick up on the scent, Daniel, and not oh, yeah. throw off the appointment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure the reason you're supposed to eat that kind of stuff is because it has some sort of like hormone in it so mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure hopefully you're not doing some sort of like acreage tour after it because like something else is might be coming for there you might be some livestock in the field that <laughs> might yeah, they'll pick up on the scent for sure <laughs> you might be in trouble yeah well i appreciate you guys, you guys coming yeah. on here um you guys you know here's your plug so throw in yeah, where can people find you um you guys have a podcast as well you know you have your social media you're trying to do new things in 2023, maybe? Yeah. I'm just airing. Uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I guess it's safe to announce now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we could probably share that with Daniel. Mm-hmm. So on the January 20th, we're actually switching brokerages. Mm-hmm. So we're um, leaving Stonehouse, which, I mean, we're both sad to be leaving. We both really mm-hmm. enjoyed and loved the brokerage. I think great, great people. That's how mm-hmm. I reconnected mm-hmm. with you, how Guy met you. Huh. Some great, great agents there, and um, you know, loved having our office there. But we've been approached by a, a brokerage out in West Vancouver um, that's a little bit you know, honing on more of what we're trying to do. So on um, the twentieth, we'll be switching to Angel Hasman um, oh. and bringing them. They're, they've just launched out in uh, Abbotsford, Kelowna. They have a South Surrey now, and now we just want to Victoria. Victoria as well. They're mm-hmm. open on the island, and we want to be able to. Uh, lead for them out here in North Langley. So, uh, yeah, we'll be moving to Angel Hasman on the 20th, and we'll have a formal announcement coming up soon. But uh, we're excited to have their, you know, have their marketing platforms along with ours. I think we're just going to be able to offer a different level of service to uh, all of our clients um, and, and just really provide that luxury level marketing to whatever it is. Uh, so we're really excited to bring that for ourselves and for all of our clients. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exciting. I'm happy mm-hmm. for you guys. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Sad to see you guys leave, but you know, <coughs> we're who's to say we're not going to see each other. You know? No, one hundred percent. Hopefully, we can do more of these and you know, yeah. collaborate on some other stuff. Right? Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. For sure. And then yeah, Instagram plugs, uh, yeah. bigger Stuff. underscore real estate, yeah. and then Matt Romero Realtor. I don't yeah. think there's any underscores yeah. on there. I'm pretty sure it's just guybigger.com too. Yeah, all the stuff's already out there. Yeah, you can yeah. So just go on the IG and, and they'll find. Good old IG is pretty mm-hmm. easy to find us. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. once once we launch with um, Angel Hasman, which is a different platform and it's mm-hmm. on its own, but it's a total different beast in a sense where now we have that backing and that additional boost in branding that we find that there's really not a lateral move or a neutral move where there's no <laughs> downside, there's only an upside. So it did totally. make, certainly made sense for us, Daniel, and uh, we were definitely honoured and flattered that we got the reach and we kind of got the call-up into so to speak, the big leagues, if you will, to call up from um, Malcolm Hasman himself and went for lunch with him in West Vancouver, the beach house, and, and chatted about things. And, yeah, we d- definitely had to do some thinking because it was kind of bittersweet Mm-hmm. to leave Stonehouse because we do very much love what uh, both Adam Lloyd and Sean Zubor are doing there and what they have done and, and the culture that they're creating is phenomenal and the people there are absolutely fantastic. So it was kind of a tough decision uh, to make, but we feel to further our business and to kind of focus on what we really want to focus on in particular branding and that luxury level service is uh, that, that boost that they have to offer, uh, mm. couldn't really say no yeah. to. So here, here we are. I mean, it's always uncomfortable, right? It's always yeah. a hard decision. And yeah. the hardest decisions are the ones that, you know, have the greatest upside, 
right? Mm. So mm. I totally understand that. And mm. yeah, looking forward to Beautiful. seeing how you guys do it in twenty. Awesome, brother. Well, thanks. For, thanks for having us on. No Appreciate it. Thanks for the Thank treats. You. These are yes. good. Well, I gotta carry us through the day. Take it home. Yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for watching. Catch you guys on the next one.